0: Read me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind, and read me romance, read, read me romance. A Paradox of Fates by Rebecca Hefner Dr. Laney Randolph was born with one sole purpose, to prevent the past. With her brilliant mind and unwavering spirit, She works tirelessly to solve the equations that will finally unlock the mystery of time travel. Then she will leave the post-apocalyptic future her grandfather created and traveled back in time to prevent his calamitous actions. When handsome military captain Hunter Rhodes appears at Laney's remote scientific hub, he offers her protection. But there are strings attached to the mysterious soldier's proffer and Lainey finds herself weary of the man who stokes unwelcome longing and desire in her unemotional heart. For Lainey is a scientist and dispassionate towards the notion of romantic love. As Lainey's band of ragtag scientists and loyal soldiers endeavor to escape the dystopian future, the evil new establishment threatens to destroy them all. In their unpredictable timeline, The nefarious regime has become all-powerful and will stop at nothing to ensure complete world domination. This novel is brought to you by a self-proclaimed science dork and lover of romance, fantasy, and sci-fi. The reader can expect time travel shenanigans, smoke and hot chemistry between the main characters and their late 30s and 40s, and twists along the way. Enjoy the journey! That's A Paradox of Fates by Rebecca Hefner. Grab it now in Kindle, paperback, and an audio.
1: Welcome back to another week here at Read Me
0: Romance. Hey, lady listeners. Thanks for joining us this week. We have a book called Closing Time by C.G. Burnett. We are super excited to have her with us today. Um, This is, again, it's a new-to-me author. This is a new-to-the-podcast author. But she is so stinking sweet. She was messaging and stuff and she was like, I'm going to cry. This is my first audio book. I'm so excited. Like, I know she was so overly like just sweet and just happy and excited. Like, here, take this, whatever you need. Tell me. It's always super exciting when they're excited. Yeah, yeah. When it's like, you know, a whole new audience gets to meet them and listen oh. to their work. So this is really amazing. So we've got all kinds of good stuff to talk about her in just a little bit, but we're going to catch up because it's been a long time since we've talked. <laughs> it feels like anyways. Normally I think it's we, just a couple extra days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, normally we podcast on Mondays and today's it's Wednesday and it feels like I haven't seen you in three weeks. <laughs> i had, had internet
1: issues out was here wrong, in the country what was
0: wrong with it it was just i have no issue. idea
1: it just went down and we don't have internet service when we got this new internet we just kind of agreed to anything because it's the best internet we've ever had even before this internet i couldn't podcast at home yeah but with this internet there is no like customer service between <laughs> like you can only call them between the hours of like eight and five monday through friday so if your yeah. internet goes out at night or on the Good weekend luck nope (laughs) it's down until they get back
0: it's like a cow ate through the cord probably i mean the internet (laughs) is literally
1: called coyote
0: (laughs) and it makes sense so perfect sense
1: but we've never had a problem before and it went down it actually ended up coming back up later that night so but it was just a little bit more spotty they still did come out and do stuff and whatever but i think we're good now
0: Well, when you messaged me on Monday and you're like, I'm having internet issues. I don't think I can record. I was like, if you tell me we're not recording tonight, I'm going to kiss you on the mouth. (laughs) Like I was so excited. I went to Universal this weekend. Um, And if if you haven't been on the podcast with us for a while, um, I talked about it a while ago. Um, I'm dyslexic, which is something I talk about a lot. But my, my oldest niece is too. And so is my youngest niece. And so, um, I made a deal with my oldest niece several years ago that if she read all seven Harry Potter books, I would take her to Universal. And so she was like, bet yeah.
2: <laughs> <So> this bitch
0: <laughs> read all of them in like a week. <laughs> Damn. So like I, I did, I stuck to it. I took her to Universal, just me and her. We had an amazing trip. And then her brother and sister were like, can we get in on this? And I was like, yep, let's do it. So I took the middle kid, their, their brother, my nephew, I took him. And this past weekend, it was my niece. She was, she turned, I said, when you turn 11, you can go. So they all had to wait till they were 11. Because that's how old Harry Potter is when he goes to Hogwarts for the first time. Anyway, so my niece turned 11 and she was like, I'm ready. Let's do this. And she got lucky because her siblings are a few years older. So there was like five new rides that her siblings didn't get to ride. Oh, and damn. let me tell you, that kid was ready to go home and rub it in their face. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love her so much. She is such a down girl, but she is like extra petty. I love her. <laughs> so like, Oh, yeah. She was awesome. But she's also fearless. And I knew I knew, when I took my nephew, I knew he wouldn't ride the big coasters because he just does not. He didn't like them at the time. And so I really wasn't really worried about him wanting to ride those. I knew my niece like as soon as she would ride the biggest coaster in there, she'd be like, I'm not getting off. We're going again. We're going again. Mm-hmm. And I don't ride those like the big, big coasters. There's a new one called the VelociCoaster, and it's the Jurassic Park coaster. It goes upside down. It goes 70 miles an hour, and there's no shoulder harness. It's a lap bar only. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like you see people's life flash before their eyes as they go by you. You're like, oh, that guy did that. Like, they're all (laughs) dead. (laughs) It is insane how fast this roller coaster goes, and it goes, like, this this far away from your head like when you're standing out there waiting in line it feels like it but um so anyway so I asked LB to go with me because I was like she'll ride anything LB mm-hmm. will and I was like look you've got to be my backup girl we're just gonna spoil baby girl this weekend and she's like I'm down I'm I'm with you we got it so we went to Universal this weekend we met LB down there and she rode everything and after they got off the VelociCoaster for the first time LB looked at me and she was like I can't ride that again like she was like fearful of it, even though she enjoys the big roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But my niece was like, Can I get back on? I'll do single rider. She wrote that fucker by herself. Oh, shit. Damn. She's 11. Yes. I love just that. Fearless. Just fearless. But I have to tell you, there's one thing I didn't know if I was going to tell you this story, but I have to tell you because I feel like if I don't tell you, it's more embarrassing. Oh, God. So I need you to make me feel better. So there's this ride, and it's called Dr. Doom, and you go in this little room, and there's a bunch of seats, and you sit down, and it shoots you straight up in the sky, Mm -hmm. and you bounce a little and come back down. Mm -hmm. Did you do that one when you were there? I don't remember. I don't. It's it's very easy. But I've
1: done a ride like that before. It's called the detonator here.
0: Okay. Yeah. There's one at Six Flags, call it the drop zone or something, but Mm -hmm. it's like basically... You just go straight up, yeah. bounce a little, come back down. That's yeah. it. And then, oh, it's shoot, ours was shooting mm-hmm. back up and down over and over again. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does it a couple of times. So, anyway, so we're getting on this ride and it's me and LB and my niece, and the door is open. And there's these two little boys sitting in the seats with the armrests up. And like they have like a, this big like song and everything that's countdown stuff that is happening. And we're supposed to be getting on this ride. And I was like, these boys are going to get launched into space. <laughs> like, they're, <just laughs> sitting, they're sitting in these seats and they're just, I mean, obviously there's safety precautions that, that wouldn't happen. But at the time I was like kind of freaking out. I was like, guys, y'all need to go. Like, you're not supposed to be in these seats. I was like, they're, they're just going to go off. And the, the, one of the little boys looked at me. He was like, they're bringing my wheelchair around. <laughs> oh, I was like, i was like i'm sorry i was trying to rush you i just got scared that you were gonna like go into space <laughs> <laughs> like when when you walk by hell and you see me just wave I love it <laughs> because i'm going to straight there i'm going straight to hell so this is the plus side to being an introvert. i just sort of like guess that kid's going to space <laughs> Jackass, but I really was concerned. And then the parents like come around and bring the wheelchair. And his friend was just sitting with them, like whatever, just waiting. And, they, and I was like, "I'm so sorry, Jackass. Like, have a great day." And so then we had to like rush to get on the ride. We're like, "Take your shit out, do this, I'll do this. And then we sit down and they buckle up the chair and we sit down. And LB just looks at me. And she was like, "You fucking asshole." <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. <sighs> You were just trying to be nice and helpful and you're worried. And everybody so- else is like, I'm just gonna stand here and wait for him to be launched. <laughs> Such a jerk. Oh. I once dated a guy who um would do use a wheelchair sometimes and then had crutches because he had like cancer in his leg at one point but he got it removed yeah. but when I dated him we got to skip the front of the lines on all the rides yeah so it's not all downhill <laughs> for him there at the park having <laughs> to hear something from you he's getting front True. of the line all the way
0: through that's what um my husband said was the best thing about going to Disney World with his mom because she would get the wheelchair because mm-hmm. she's like she's super bad osteo and rheumatoid arthritis and she's like severely handicapped she can't walk long distances but it was the same thing he was like it was awesome taking her to Disneyland he was like she didn't ride shit but she let us get to the front on everything yeah <laughs> like you bunch of jerks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so but you know universal was great it was a hundred degrees down there both Ooh. days hot as fuck I think that's why my sinuses are so jacked up when I got back like and I don't feel sick but number one I felt like I had been beat to hell because I did I walked so much for 2 days. When I came back so. I was like I'm 40. And then on top of it I went from like 102 degrees to like 74 in a matter of hours. <laughs> And so I think it like just jacked up my sinuses or whatever. But like the past couple of days, when you said you didn't want a podcast, I was just like, this is the sign. <laughs> God <laughs> exists. <laughs> she is real. <laughs> she loves me. Oh, so, I actually listened to a book on the plane on the way down and I talked about it last week and it was called The Dollmaker. Mm-hmm. But gosh, I should have pulled it up because I knew I was going to talk about it and then I forgot. The Dollmaker by Mary Burton. It's a series and there's three books in this series. She has a couple of different detective series and they're all can be read as a standalone, which I didn't realize which I think is kind of cool with like they're sort of happen around the same world, but you don't have to read them together. The lady listener who recommended this book, she was listening to today's episode or this week's episode and she was like, Oh my God, you talked about me. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Cause I said someone had told me about it. So yeah, her name is Vanessa. So shout out Vanessa. Thanks for the recommendation. But I will say I figured out who the killer was very early, like maybe the first couple of chapters, but it did not take away from how good the book was. It was supposed to be like a big twist, a big reveal, but I was like, Oh, that's. That obviously that's the killer and yeah. so that was just in the back of my head the whole time i'm reading it and it's supposed to be like who done it sort of thing but the rest of the story is so fucking good that i didn't even care that i figured it out soon because the dynamic between the husband and the wife reconnecting the sex scenes in this book are so hot so like if you want murder mystery kind of fucked up true crime shit like like, there's a, it's called The Dollmaker because this guy is, like, turning women into dolls and then killing them. So, like, it's it's kind of fucked up, but the sex is so good in it, along with the, the crazy murder mystery that you're trying to figure out and the husband and wife dynamic. Like, the story is just so good. So, I'll definitely download another one. I want to say it was on sale, and they're all in KU. So, oh, nice. I want to say, like, when she sent it to me, the audio was on sale, but she sent me Vanessa said earlier she was like yeah they're all in KU if you want to try her out so definitely go forth and read that again this one was called the um, the doll maker was the first one i read and it's by Mary Burton so i finished that on the plane down and then i didn't have anything to listen to for a couple of days and i texted you the other night and i was like i don't know what i want to read i don't really have any audios lined up kind of want a christmas book and you sent me the J S Scott one yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. So I downloaded it. And then I was like, you know what? I need a comfort read. I just oh. need one that I know is going to take care of me. So yeah. I scrolled all the way down in my audiobooks and I pulled up Fury by Lauren Donner. <laughs> I sent you a screenshot of it. And I was like, oops, my finger slipped. <laughs> I listen so- to
1: those all the time. I can't help myself. I can't imagine how
0: many times we've talked about new species on here. No, no. <laughs> if you have, if you, if this is your first time listening to it or listen to us talk about it, or if you've heard us l- talk about it before, Lauren Donner is one of our favorite authors ever. Um, she wrote a series called New Species, where it's like they're hybrid, half human, half animal. They were science experiments, and the government is like trying to make up for it by giving them this place called Homeland. And they're trying to integrate them back into society sort of thing. And so that's what the whole series is about. Each book is about a new species. And as they go on, she doubles up and she'll do like two new species in one book where she'll write stories side by side. But I think there's like 13 or 14 books in the series by now. Just stop at around seven or eight. (laughs) I still buy all of them, but the early ones are the best ones. They are the best. They are really, really the best. So, so good. I wish I could tell you how many times you listen to a book. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, because like I'm, I'd am i be really curious to know how many times we've listened to Fury. That's the first book in the series is called Fury. Yeah. A, a lot, a lot. It's just, and it's so good because I would describe this as like an enemies to lovers sort of thing, I guess. because A little bit, yeah. Yeah, because he thinks she used to work for the lab that experimented on him but she was really an undercover agent so it's like he's trying to figure out why he's mad at her but why he's so attracted to her and yeah oh he's like animal takes over and oh ellie it's a little pet <laughs> it's I a love. little forced submission <laughs> yes oh yeah definitely a lot of that happening but it turns out okay <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. and i love that like during the mm. first like like we said like the first one through seven or eight you get a lot of the same characters in the Mm. world so like even when you're in book like three and four the couple from the first book is still around and they're becoming friends with new people and you Uh get to see like what they're up to yeah yeah. so it's just Uh fun you become very immersed in the world and the jokes between the people and stuff because you know everybody and things like
0: that And, like, there's one um, female new species. Her name's Breeze, and she's in all the books. Like, she's always popping up, like, what are you guys doing?
1: And she's like, (laughs) she loves the human females, but she's a little bit of a hoe. Yeah. She owns it. She's like, I don't want no man tying me down. She's like, I'm having
0: a good time. Yeah. (laughs) I love her. I love her. Yeah. So, if you haven't read those and you're looking for something new to read, like, can't recommend it enough. So, like I said, I just needed a comfort read after that one. So before I dove into another series, I've got so many lined up that I'm like, oh, eventually I'll get to them. So are you reading anything right now? I only read one thing, I think. I have a couple lined
1: up. Actually, Danny Watt having a, a new book come out. It's actually called Daddy Lane. It's in that Cherry Falls yeah, series. Yeah, you told me about that one. No, a new one came out. I just seen it. She like I got a different it- one? Yeah, she had. I guess she did a second book, and this one's oh, called shit. Daddy Lane. It's actually got a really hot cover, too. Hell
0: yeah. Like the
1: other one was like Coming Avenue. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you said she spelled it like Coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a new one came out, I guess for you guys, it'll be like last week called Daddy Avenue. I didn't even know, but I downloaded it. I just realized it like an hour before my podcast said. But I actually record, um, read Wicked Saint, which is a rock star book. It's a safe one, age gap nice one it's kind of like a Is it rebel a- reform rock star turning his life around who wrote that one it, it was actually an ad on us uh nicole rose okay so, yeah. i enjoyed that one it was sweet and easy and it's in kindle unlimited it's called wicked saint so you know, it's look- safe rock star age gap romance if you're looking i'm
0: surprised you just like jump into a rock star like that
1: well, I like investigate it, obviously. <laughs>
0: You did some research. Beforehand. Yeah, I
1: did some research.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I actually went and looked on audio or on Audible the other day. I looked through um, just their new releases and romance and like, I don't know why, but nothing was just hitting me when I was scrolling through the new releases. Mm-hmm. I was just like, OK, I've seen this book like for a couple months now. Like, it's just not my thing. Like, you know, and I yeah. kept going through and I was like, oh. Nothing's, nothing's hitting right. I don't know what it is, but sometimes it feels like I'll get 10 great books at yes. one time. And then I'll go like four months and not I'll be able to find one.
1: It's true. Like now that you said that, I haven't downloaded. Usually when I do their new release post, I'll download a few books, but I haven't really downloaded a ton in this past few weeks.
0: Yeah. I don't know why that is. But I don't know. I, you know what will happen is somebody will say, holy fuck, this book is amazing. And then I'll yeah. start downloading <laughs> Um. Oh, before I went to New Universal, I got my nose pierced. Oh, yeah. For, I forgot. For I can't really see it in anyway. No, you can't see it on the video. But I had a note to talk about it because if you're thinking about doing it, you should definitely do it. Because I told my friends, we had um, a birthday party for my husband a couple weeks ago. And one of my best friends came up. And he's also, and I've talked about him on the podcast before, he's my daughter's godfather. And so um, and we've known each other like 15 years. And so I told him when we were sitting there, I was like, I think I'm going to get my nose pierced. And he was like, oh, my God, are you serious? And I said, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to do it. Why? And he said, every woman who turns 40 gets their nose pierced. And it doesn't make you cool. It makes you desperate. He was like, what are you trying to be, the cool mom? And I was like, yes, and I'm absolutely going to get my nose pierced now just because you said that. Fuck you. I'm
1: That's
0: what I'm to be doing. Cool it. Mom. I am the cool mom. <laughs> All right? Your kid has a tattoo. You're definitely the cool mom. Yeah, woman. for real. <laughs> There's not even a question. You win that. Okay. <laughs> no, so, but it was like, he said that, and I was like, you know what? Fuck you. You know, I'm just going to do it. And I know he was sort of teasing when he said it, but I'm sure there was a little judgment attached to it because. No, I'm sure. I just once i did it and i posted up that i did it cuz i posted on instagram i said i got my nose pierced today can't nobody tell me shit and i got so many messages people saying i wish i could do it but every but my husband says it that looks terrible or like i'm too afraid of what my my parents will think or like people were messaging me this grown women were like saying Oh, I just don't think it, people would look at me and think I was stupid. Was that? I seen that. Was it you that sent me that? Or I seen a post like a week or two ago where
1: somebody goes, I am so annoyed with people posting stuff like their ice latte and people are like, that's so basic mm-hmm. or everything you say you do that somebody has got to make this little comment. You don't mm-hmm. see them ever do that to men.
0: Yep. Like, I'm going I to send play you basketball. that one because that made me, I was like, yep, don't nobody shame men for shit.
1: No, but we post something
0: like that. They're like, so basic, or it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah, or it's like, like, men, how much they love football. Like, I can't, I can't like Harry Potter, because, but you can like football. Like, you can have a fantasy football team yep. that you've invested in enough to bring you to tears, but I can't be a Slytherin, like, why is it what is this arbitrary scale that we're measuring on it's so true but yeah i mean the thing about like just let people so so fucking what if you're basic basic is amazing it doesn't fucking matter and so like if you saw the picture and you were like man i'd love to pierce nose," fucking do it I will tell you, though, they can't put a hoop in for, like, six months or some shit. (laughs) Because I asked for a hoop instead of a stud, and they were like, oh, no, you got to wait, like, five or six months before it heals. I actually seen
1: one the other day where somebody had, like, the hoop, and then it looked Mm -hmm. really cool because they had another hoop right here. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It looked, like, very, I don't know, it looked very artistic to me to see this. Because it almost looked like they were attached, but they weren't. But it just looked very artsy, I think Stacey Hart has
0: that and she looks so fucking cute with it. Aurora Rose messaged me, and she said, she was like, the piercing looks great. She was like, it's been so long since I've had mine done. She was fucking 13 when she <laughs> got her nose pierced. I was like, Aurora, who let you do that? So I
1: guess her mom's said, the cool mom.
0: I <laughs> know, fucking right. <laughs> so she she was like, I want to get another one. She And I was like, on the other side? And she's like, no, side by side. And I've seen that where it's a double on one side. And that looks really cute. Really, really cute. Yeah, I'd be down for that. But I just, I was, I was really surprised at the number of people that messaged me and said, I would do it, but my husband would hate it. You know, and on the same token, I did talk to my husband. I didn't ask him for permission. I did talk to him before I did it. I said, do you care if I get my nose pierced? And he's like, no, it's your face. Do whatever you want. But I could see, like, him being like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, Not that he would do that, but I could almost understand because I'm like, well, you have to look at my face all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I got, I got bangs, and he was like, oh, I don't like it. And yeah. I thought it looked cute, but I wasn't so attached to them that I was like, fuck you, I'm keeping my bangs. You can just look at me like this. I
1: think the reason that it is easier sometimes to even ask our husband to say no our our husbands aren't like controlling or yeah, if yeah. you were like i really want to do it he'd be like all right then you
0: go and do it yeah yeah i think if i'd have told him like i really love these bangs i'm gonna keep them he'd be like that's cool but he was honest with me when i asked him i was like what do you think he's like i just don't like it and i was like all right and i grew him out like what do i care you what did rob say to me the other day we were
1: messing around oh i was talking about my short hair because i've been really feeling my short hair i've liked mm-hmm. it it's one it of the best good best decisions i've made was styling and cute and i'm like super into berets and stuff now <laughs> and i made a joke about liking my short hair and him not liking it and he was like i like it but who am i to tell you what the fuck to do
0: that's
1: right that's like, right
0: Aww. it's so true and i'll I, I wish more women felt that way who who is anybody to tell you what the fuck to do like it's just a nose piercing. Who cares? Like this is kind of like having tattoos now for people who are old enough to get them and have parental consent. <laughs> <laughs> it's more commonplace now, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I even remember like my parents, just that generation of people, just being like, "You can't have tattoos." Only yeah. people in jail have tattoos. Now everybody has them, mm-hmm. so it's not so You're much. you creeping of a taboo. all up on everybody's faces. Yep, exactly. And so, like, what's a nose ring now? Honestly, it's not gonna stop me from doing my job. I mean, obviously, I'm not in a professional setting, you know, or went an office or I could, I could literally tattoo my face. It's not gonna affect my job. It might affect my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't think. but I just thought that was it was a really interesting thing that happened when I did it. And also it hurt like, fuck for like, for like a half a second when they did it they mm-hmm. they put this little like look like tweezers and up my nose and pinched it and then he was like close your eyes <laughs> and Gosh. so i did And he's like breathe in and they said breathe out and when i breathed out he went punch <laughs> like yeah. popped a needle through it and then i was like "Ooh, that stung and then all of a sudden my eyes started just watering this yeah. one eye just was like kept making tears and he's like that always happens yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was really cool. And like I said, I have to wear like the stud for like six months before I can change it. But whatever. what did your
1: girl think? I'm surprised Isabel hasn't asked me for any piercings. It's like none.
0: What about Oliver? I remember he said he wanted like a. You had said one time he wanted a septum. Did he ever do it? Does he have nose piercings? Of a <laughs>
1: i can't remember if he has one or not i know he's got gauges in his ears yeah because i remember we like voted on it but our vote was something like you have to stop asking us for this shit until you're like if we all vote Uh, yes yeah okay then you have to stop asking us for stuff until you're old enough to just go do it and leave us all alone so we don't have to have this vote anymore (laughs) actually that was kind of cool of my parents that we brought everything is brought to a
0: vote nowadays I like that. It's very Even different. Peyton
1: votes, but Peyton's <laughs> kind of
0: conservative. <laughs> of course he is. He's going to go against all of you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm surprised too that your daughter hasn't asked for piercings or anything like that. That she hasn't gotten to that point yet. Yeah, give it time. Give yeah. It time. My daughters liked it. They were both really excited when, especially mm-hmm. my youngest one, when I got home. Oh, my God. Listen, Kevin sent me a picture of her when I was in Universal. He was like, look what you did. And she had taken two magnets and put them <laughs> on her nose. like She had a nose ring. It was so cute. That's a he was like, you started this. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. She's seven, though, so back the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about C.G. Burnett and the awesome book that she has brought us this week called Closing Time. I'll read, let's talk about her for a little bit, and then we'll read the book bio. So this is her author bio. I'm a self-proclaimed book addict. It's sad, but true. I want all the words. My love of words led me to blogging, and blogging led me to this new and most awesome adventure as an author. What a ride this will be. I'm a Southern girl and mom of two amazing little dudes with strong addiction to a Godzilla, and I'm a wife to a wonderful man. Whose undying support has made this writing journey possible. That's sweet. Over the years, I have amassed a collection of Godzilla toys, dinosaurs, Lego pieces, and blocks in all shapes and colors. Not one step on in the middle of the night. Romance novels have been my thing since my aunt put a Harlequin in my hand when I was ten. From all things old school to romance that has made me swoon, this has been one crazy adventure. Join me and let the fun begin. And I asked her when I emailed her this week, asked her about her giveaway and all that good stuff. So she is doing, um, her giveaway this week is a $25 Amazon gift card. And um, I had asked her about where to send readers to. And she said, my, my reader group is Crystals, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, Crystals Crazy Readers. I'm also CG Burnett on IG and TikTok. I love my reader group and that's where I want most people to come in and stay. We have so much fun. Giveaways, excerpts from my books, meet my husband and my sons, me and Candy, dirty sex stuff, the normal. (laughs) So (laughs) that's all in her reader group and we're going to link everything in the show notes below. So the book that she's brought us today is called Closing Time. And here's the book bio for that. Ever been friend zoned by the love of your life? I have. The girl who has owned my heart since, he, since she sat across from me at the lunch table and pinned me with those ocean blue eyes, friends owned me. After 10 years of waiting and waiting, I finally get my chance to show her I'm not only her best friend, but a man worth her time. I'm not letting this opportunity slip between my fingers. I'm going to show her what she needs has been right in front of her all along. When the bartender calls closing time, there's no turning back. She's mine. Uh-oh. I love it. So before I forget and we go into the first installment of Closing Time, um, uh, let's see. Uh, she has two new releases. Mr. Legacy is a second chance romance. The couple is older and then they're 40s. And then she wrote in the email and I love it. And she said, I don't care. She said, that's not old. I don't care what them whippersnappers say. <laughs> they're 40 and they're not old. I love it. It came out on July 28th. Second site was released on October 1st. It's also a, check it, a second chance romance with a football player joins the NFL and travels home to Kismet Cove for singles week and gets his girls back. gets his girl back. Both books are 99 cents and in KU. So be sure and grab those and let's we'll send you to the first installment of Closing Time and we'll see you on the other side.
2: This is Closing Time, a Riggs at Cross Street series short story by C.G. Burnett. Read for you by James Cheatham. Jewels. What in the actual hell have I gotten myself into? This has got to be the worst first date I've ever been on. Ever. My co-workers are going to get a kick out of this. They're the ones who pressured me into getting this stupid dating app. I told them it was a bad idea. But who listens to me? Not a single one of them. I will never again swipe left, right, up, or down on one of these apps again. I was already nervous about putting myself out there, but I decided to give online dating a chance and signed myself up for a nervous breakdown. But, of course, I pull a me. The me who jumps in before thinking. New haircut for my normally mousy locks, new outfit to accentuate the positive. Hell, I even did the whole horrible waxing routine. Ugh. That was one of the most painful experiences ever. But for what? The worst possible outcome is what happened. Total embarrassment. Being told by some asshole I don't meet his fucking standard of beauty. I was stood up. By text. From the parking lot. I know you're probably at the table now, but I wanted to tell you I'm not coming. I just don't think this is going to work. You aren't what I pictured, and I thought I could deal with it. I can't. I know this makes me an asshole, but it had to be said sorry. Sorry is right, pig. I don't understand why guys are such assholes. There's more to women than looks, but whatever. I'm curvy, yes, and a bit sassy, and on every other day but this one, I'd be the first to embrace all there is to me. Oh, but today? If things weren't going bad enough, enter in the fact that, in my rush to get inside the restaurant, I locked my keys in my car. I give up. Bessie, the nickname I gave my Ford Focus when I bought her, has brought me through some trying times in my life. She has helped me get from point A to point B while I save money. She is reliable and safe, and that's all that matters to me. She would get me out of here if I could only find the damn key. Standing by my car, I look up and catch a glimpse of who I thought was Cole walking into Riggs' bar. It's one of my favorite places to have a drink and hang out with him and our friends. I'd be lying if I said I didn't pick the Cedar Creek Grill right next to the bar because I wanted him to walk by while I was on this date. Or any other date, for that matter. I was hoping if he saw me dressed like a sexy pinup girl, he'd get jealous. I wanted him to finally see me as a woman in love with him and not the girl who has been his best friend since freshman year of high school. Don't get me wrong, though. I most definitely want to fuck him. But I want way more than that with him. Except he doesn't see me that way. From his emerald green eyes to a body built to drive a woman to sin, her dirtiest sin. Cole Nixon is sex walking on two deliciously muscled legs I desperately want to feel between my own. I want him. The problem is, he doesn't want me except for wings and beer on Saturday afternoons during college football season, laundry on Wednesday and when I help him find the right shirt and jeans for a date with his latest conquest. I've seen the girls he dates. I definitely don't look like them. Clearly, it's time for me to accept that I'm permanently in the friend zone. Damn, it sucks out here all by myself. I dig through my purse one last time. Still in complete denial I could be this dumb, but I am. Holy shit, could this night get any worse? With a frustrated stomp of my insanely high heel, I pull out my cell phone so I can call roadside assistance. Even though Cole has a set of keys to the car, there's no way in hell I'm calling him to come rescue me. I start to dial the number when I hear a contagious, familiar laugh. Rich and throaty, it warms me. I'm across the parking lot and he still pulls me into his orbit with only his laugh. I don't even have to look up to know it's him. Still, I'm so drawn to him I can't help but lift my eyes and search for him. Standing in the doorway of Riggs in a tight-fitted white shirt, dark slacks and black silk tie is the sexiest man I know. His tie is loose around his neck and I see his favorite converse are on his feet. Who was I kidding earlier when I thought the man standing at the door might have been him? I know him with my eyes closed. Cole Nixon. If only he knew what he did to me. Hell, even thinking his name makes my panties wet. Not just wet, soaked. I sigh with so much longing that I roll my eyes at my own self afterwards. I try to turn away before he notices me, but our eyes catch. I freeze and awkwardly bite my bottom lip. Oh, why me and why now? I see him smile and the dimple in his cheek pops. Gorgeous. He is unbelievably gorgeous. I want to sigh again, but catch myself as he heads towards me and my locked up means of escape from my non-date. Well, hey, Jules. What are you doing here? Cole inquires. He stops in front of me, casual, cool, one hand in the pocket of his pants. His silky, dark brown hair is tousled, and I want so much to reach up and brush his locks out of his face. Let my fingers linger on his short, bearded cheek. His emerald gaze takes me in, and for a moment I could swear I see his eyes flash with heat and desire. Just for a moment, I can almost believe he wants me. Almost. I'm delusional. What did I say about the night not getting any worse? Oh, I was just asking the universe for this, wasn't I? When I asked that stupid question in the first place. Hello, Cole. Where's the latest addition to the harem? I blurt out. My words drip venom laced with a healthy dose of jealousy. Oh, my God!" I close my eyes and shake my head slowly as my face flushes with the heat of embarrassment. I clutch my phone at my side so hard I'm scared I've cracked the case. My other hand lands nervously in on one of the strands of hair at my ear. I'm a grown woman with a career, my place, and my own car. Why do I feel like I'm back in freshman year of high school trying to talk to the cute boy who ended up being my best friend? I wisely choose to keep quiet as the silent moment stretches on, but inside I am screaming. Did I really just say that? I seriously need to work on letting words run past my brain before they exit my mouth? Kill me now! Cole I'm standing here, staring at the most beautiful face I have ever seen heart-shaped with a sweet dimple in her chin, flowing curls around her face that remind me of deep, dark-melted chocolate, a smattering of freckles on her cheeks, plump lips made to be kissed, to wrap around my cock while I stare down at her as she takes me deeper and deeper in her throat. Still, it's her eyes that have always called to me, Gazing into her azure eyes feels like drowning in the deepest depths of the ocean. Like searching for and finding forever. She looks... Wow. Fucking amazing. Jules can make a sweatshirt and shorts look good with all her luscious curves. But tonight is different. She looks like a model from the pinup days. Her simple black dress is anything but boring. It clings to her body, and I want my hands on her hips, pulling her to me. The low cut of the top shows the swell of her ample breasts, just enough of a peak to entice me to caress her soft skin with the back of my hand. She has a golden glow, and my pants tighten as her light floral scent wafts over to me. I can barely stand it. I want to pull down the straps on her shoulders and lick the column of her neck, breathing in the unique scent under her ear. She's all temptation and secrets under that little black sheath, wearing the hottest fuck-me heels I have ever seen. I want to unwrap her and discover just what makes her moan, what touches make her wild. Damn... I've wanted her for so long. She has no idea how I feel about her. Has no idea I've wanted her since we were in high school. She's only gotten more beautiful. Jules isn't some superficial arm candy. She's real. She's everything I've needed. Beauty, brains, and all the damn sass. She's sharp as a whip, yet kind to everyone. She'd do anything to make you smile. Sadly, I've put myself rather deeply in the friend zone with her. Hell, if I know how to dig myself out. I'm the one who relegated us to best friend status, and God knows it's not even close to what I want with her. I'm in love with Juliet Acosta. This love I have for her... It almost consumes me. I want everything with her. A home, a family. I want to share her dreams and work my ass off to give her the world, the moon and stars. She deserves everything. I want to watch her walk to me in a beautiful white dress and make her vows to me for the rest of our lives. I want her to be my bride, my partner my wife I just have no idea how to tell her for now I have settled with being her friend I suppose fuck the harem jewels really that's not very nice is it I ask her with a chuckle I watch her squirm and try to hide the embarrassment she feels from what she said she's so adorable standing in front of me being uncomfortable after I called her out but I have to applaud her for speaking her mind. Besides, I'm still saving her spot. I'm keeping it nice and cozy. Sure you are, Cole, she says with a frustrated huff and lift of her right eyebrow. Remember, I've seen your dates and their audition reels. I don't think I fit the description of a coal girl. Cole girl? I have hated that phrase since she started using it when we were in college. I crossed my arms in front of my chest and exhaled loudly, exasperated with her because she doesn't understand that she's not some random woman I'm taking out to try and forget the one I desperately want to be with. Sure, I've met a few girls and had a couple of dates. I've had some Sunday dinners with some really great women. Of course, if I've been seeing the same woman for a while, I can clearly tell when she hopes for more between us. There have been broken hearts and angry words. My social media pages have had to be scrubbed a time or twenty. In my own defense, though, I've made it a point to always be open and honest with every woman I've been with. I've never led anyone on. They've always caught feelings, but I've not been able to return them. The problem is, I can't take that last step to be committed long-term to someone who's not Jules. In my heart and soul, she's my one. She's my forever. There's not a reason to try and find a stand-in for the real deal. I wasn't kidding when I said I was saving her spot in my harem. A harem of one. Jewels and jewels alone. No one else. Just her. What are you doing here, bestie? I ask her. Just the word bestie seems to change her demeanor. I watch her eyes shudder, her shoulders slump, and an uneasy smile move across her face. She lowers her head, and a shower of curls hides her reaction. My brow furrows, and for a moment, one fleeting moment, I have to wonder, could I have read her feelings wrong all these years? I had a date at Cedar Creek, she answers softly. Oh, She had a date. I feel the anger rise, and then the jealousy flows in right behind it, filling my chest. I didn't realize she was dating again. She's never mentioned anything to me, and we talk to each other every single fucking day. With a deep inhale, I try to get my anger under control because I don't want her to hear how pissed off I am. And I very much am, though I have no right to be. She's not mine. Who am I kidding? She's always been mine, and fuck if I haven't longed to be hers. I school my features, put on a fake smile, and try to be the best friend I don't want to be. You didn't say anything, Jules. How did it go? I question her. Really, I'm just digging for information on the guy she was with and how much competition I have. She raised her eyes back up to mine and I see the sadness and humiliation. My anger only intensifies, no longer at her, but at the fool who may have hurt her in some way. I'll be damned if I'm going to stand here and watch her cry. I put my arm around her shoulder and head toward the porch of Riggs to have a seat so we can talk. The porch is divided into two large sections of beautiful, lightly stained wood planks, separated and protected by tall old trees with large tumbled dark stones, green moss and purple and white blooms at the base. Four stone steps lead up to the first section from the parking lot. I move us to one of the black plush couches in front of the lit stone fire pit. The strings of white lights hanging from the tree to the pergola over us shine softly. We sink down and I drape my arm around her. She drops her head to my shoulder and i hear her sniffle that bad huh worse she whispers ever been dumped from the parking lot cole it's a thrilling experience let me tell you damn i squeeze her closer and run a hand down her back unbelievable some guy is really missing out on an amazing girl i place a soft kiss on the top of her head I want to kiss her lips and help ease the hurt, but instead, I recline slightly into the cushion. She won't lift her eyes to look at me, and I feel how dejected she is. But, while it sucks the date was a bust, it means I still have a chance to get the girl I've been longing for. Look at me, Jules. Come on, sweetness, show me your eyes. Slowly, she raises her face and her icy blue eyes bore into mine with anger. Am I that hideous, Cole? Am I such a fat, ugly girl that I deserve to be dumped before I even get a chance to show someone who I am on the inside? She stutters, and her graceful shoulders shake with sobs. She covers her mouth, trying to hold them back. The devastation in her voice breaks my heart. I'm at a loss for words because she couldn't be more wrong. When is this beautiful woman going to see herself the way I see her? But hell, I'm just as bad as the guy who stood her up. I've never given her a chance to show me all of who she is on the inside. I've made her one of the guys instead of letting her be her true self. I should have stopped playing games with her long ago and simply made her mine. I'm not going to ruin this chance. I have to get us out of the friend zone, once and for all. With a sigh, I gently take her face in my hands. Hot tears glitter in her eyes, and her lashes are damp. Even with tears on her face, she makes my heart race. I brush one from her cheek with my thumb and press our foreheads together for a quiet moment. She doesn't need my words to assure her, but I'll give them to her anyway. Jules, I see one of the most incredible people I have ever known. I'm sorry about tonight. He was a douche, sweetness. Besides, his dick was probably little, and he was a two-pump chump. I joke with a shrug. She gives me a watery chuckle, and I lightly swipe away the rest of the tears that have fallen on her cheeks. You look fantastic, by the way. Here's an idea. Come inside and have a drink with me. Let me show you off. I watch her debate whether to come in or call it a night and hold out hope she will want to spend the evening with me. I don't want to interrupt your date, she says quietly. Well, if you call having a drink with a beautiful woman a date, then I guess you and I are about to have our first I stand up from the couch and I hold my hand out to her. I'm trying so hard not to tremble. This date could change everything for us and I want her to say yes. What do you say, Jules? My heart is pounding at a rapid pace in my chest waiting for her to decide. She hesitates for a moment but she slips her small hand into my larger one and stands. There's a zing of electricity that arcs up my arm at her touch. She tilts her chin and her gaze stops at my eyes. Well, since I locked my keys in the car anyway, I suppose I can call roadside assistance and wait inside with you. This is just too good to be true. I've got the extra set of keys to her car at my place just down the block from the bar. No need for that call, Jules. We'll have a drink then head back to the apartment and get the extra set. With a big smile and a tug of her hand, we moved from the porch to the entrance of Riggs, and I began my first date with my best friend. Jewels When we step inside Riggs, Cole still has his hand in mine. We've held hands before, We're best friends, of course, but his touch is different. I'm used to bro hugs and fist bumps from him. To him, I've always been one of the guys. But tonight, it's like he is seeing me as Juliet, the woman he's on a real date with. I'm a jumbled walking mess inside, my emotions tumbling over each other. I can't believe I'm here with him. We walk up to the long light oak bar. Glass shelves lined the back with top shelf spirits and high end cognacs. The lights are low and pop music is playing softly. Cole releases my hand to pull out a tall, deep purple cushioned stool for me and takes the empty one to my right. But once we're seated, he takes my hand again with the biggest smile on his face. For the first time all day, I feel lighter, and I don't think about the asshole who dumped me or my keys locked in the car. One drink leads to an appetizer and another drink. In between Bites of Riggs's amazing sampler and sips of wine and bourbon on ice, we talk about nothing and everything. We talked about how his day had gone with the new project he was on at work. When I tell him how my co-workers at the accounting firm I work for encouraged me to jump into online dating, I watch his eyes turn a fiery green and his jaw tighten. But just as quickly as it came, the fire burns out and he relaxes, as if I never mentioned it. We remember and laugh about our senior prank on our English teacher, who everyone hated. I mean, who assigns a shitty, last-minute paper to a bunch of kids with senior-itis and then makes said paper mandatory to graduate? Mr. Gates was really mad about his car. Gates wasn't just mad about his car, Jules. Oh my God, I thought he was going to have a coronary, Cole says with a deep belly laugh. I don't know what was funnier, the shaving cream all over the car or how red his face got when he tried to open the door and his hands kept slipping from all the lube. I put my hands over my mouth to keep the obnoxious cackle from leaving my lips. The lube was all me, of course. When it came to pranks, I was the best back then. I look around the bar as I stop to catch my breath. The crowds are starting to thin out and I notice one of the corner tables is free. I bring it to Cole's attention and we decide to move for a bit more quiet. The floor tables are in the same light oak as the bar with high-backed luxurious chairs with black leather cushions. The bar is stylish while being warm and inviting. It's the perfect place for us. Always has been. As we share more laughs, Cole moves closer and closer. Our voices are a bit more hushed than before at the bar. His touches spark fire under my skin. He twirls a lock of my curls and places it back behind my ear, lingering there for a few seconds longer than he needs to. The butterflies in my stomach are flapping their wings, and I wish we could stay right here in this moment together. He holds my hand and touches my cheek with a gentle smile, and I find myself nuzzling into his touch. I close my eyes, and a content sigh escapes my lips. When I open them again, I see his eyes are darker, and he smiles so sensuously. Well, Juliet, how's our first date going? I know it's not as fancy as Cedar Creek, but maybe soon... We could go there, maybe on our second date. He questions with a hopeful glance. Wow, he really did mean that this is a date. Surely he's just doing all this to be nice, to make the fat girl feel better about herself after being totally mortified. I stare into his mesmerizing gaze again and sure enough, there is the same hope filling his expression. I ask him with a whole lot of skepticism in my voice. Cole, are you for real or are you just being a good best friend? Cole straightens in his seat and shakes his head with a rueful grin. Jules, if you only knew. Welcome
0: back. Hey guys. So that was the first half of Closing Time by C.G. Burnett. Don't forget to check out her new releases, Mr. Legacy and Second Sight. She also has a book called Simmer. That's a second chance romance and all of these are in Kindle Unlimited. We're going to link everything in the show notes. second chance romance. I know. I think it's so sweet because I tell you what, the people who love those books fucking love those books. So be sure and check those out and enter this week's giveaway. I mentioned before, it's a $25 Amazon gift card, which is amazing. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And we'll see you on Thursday with the second half. Time what's do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance.